Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. So when you put together anxiety and control, you get procrastination because it's not just fear. Fear alone won't put the task off and control alone won't put the task off either. So how do you undo or undergo procrastination? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Let me ask you a question. What have you procrastinated lately? Is there something you've been putting off handling to the point where it's become a bigger problem? This is the first in a four-part series on the topic where we dig deeper and learn more about the root cause of the issue and what to do if it's become a serial habit in your life. To begin with, think about this. If you know you're procrastinating on a project or task, you say that to yourself. You already know you're doing something that isn't good, right? Otherwise, you'd have a more positive term for it. You'd call it deferring or rescheduling in process. Feel into your experience that you're letting yourself do something that you've decided isn't good for you. What's that like? How do you do that? In this episode, we'll discuss the two elements of procrastination, fear and control, and how they come together to form this mess so many people experience. Plus, we'll look at how to undo or unlearn this behavior. It's a good listen for just about anyone, managers and employees alike. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. Members get a ton of different ways to become better professionals, including attendance to the live courses I teach. Beginning January 11, 2018, I'll begin teaching an 11-week course called How to Manage and Be Managed, The Missing Manual. You know, management is like parenting. Many people do it, and they mostly have no idea what they're doing, but somehow they make it work. The result, stress, wheel spinning, overwhelm, and millions of dollars in lost opportunity. This course is going to be the missing manual, what we all should have been taught in high school. So forget everything you learned about management. You don't have to motivate your employees. You don't need to empower them, and you definitely shouldn't be supervising them. I'll explain in the course. It trains you in the basics of the clear and open model for management. Increase engagement and productivity, eliminate supervision and wasted resources. This is a counterintuitive approach I've been developing with leaders in one-on-one sessions for over 15 years, offered now for the first time as an affordable course. While the course is about training management skill, it's also perfect for non-managers because it gives employees what they need to understand what a manager is doing with them and why it's in their best interest to help. For more information about the course, please go to clearandopen.com slash how dash to dash manage. That's clearandopen.com slash how dash to dash manage. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. In one podcast, at the end, you were talking about integrity. And in the very next podcast, you were talking about courage and fear. And I'm thinking, aren't those all like tied together? And that's my question, because it seems like tied together with, with procrastination for me to give you an example. Mm-hmm. Does the fear make me go, eh, I don't want to do that right now? And that's that's not fighting the fear, not being very courageous, not... Uh, and, and you lose your integrity during that also. Mm, well said. 
Yeah, let's pick that apart for a second and then I'll relate it back to the code. So you said some some very big words there, very and big issues really is a better word for it. Procrastination, integrity, courage, one at least one I'm missing. Fear. Fear. Yes. So let's start with what procrastination is. What is procrastination? Like in context. In content, procrastination is deciding to do something later, right? But when we call it procrastinating, it means we've already assessed that that was a bad idea, right? When you decide to do something later and it's a good idea, we don't call that procrastination, right? That's scheduling or deferring or whatever. Procrastination means we know... It's a funny thing because we know it's, a, it's bad. We know it's not helping us and we do it anyway. So... What's really going on there? For me, it's like fear of when I do something or say something, you know, I don't know the outcome of it. And it's like, I know that it should be said either, either way. And that's, I have a little fight with myself in my head. Great. Good. The fear of that and, and either not doing it or doing it. Good. So you've identified the one of two key elements in procrastination, and, and that is fear. Anytime you're procrastinating anything, it means there's fear involved, right? There's a, oh, I want to do this, or I'm supposed to do this. I'm scheduled to do this. I've committed to this. No, I don't want to do that. I'll do that later. You may be conscious of that fear in the moment. You may be unconscious of the fear. But if if it's it's supposed to, is sort of a funny word, but if it's like right in front of you and you're supposed to do it, and then there's a contraction from that thing, that contraction is because of fear. So the fear comes up and does anybody enjoy feeling fear? No one, huh? I keep asking. I haven't really found anyone. So we feel the fear and then we don't want to feel the fear. So then what happens? Now that's the second element. Usually gets worse. Well, yes, exactly. But what are we doing with the fear? Do we go, oh boy, fear. Let me get some more of that. No, we're not embracing it. Not right. So the, thus brings the second element that uh, when you put uh, it together, fear and control. Procrastination is part anxiety, part control. Sort of like when you put uh, blue and red, blue and red, that makes green? No, yellow and I'm terrible with colors. Can you tell? <laughs> blue and yellow makes green? Blue and yellow makes green. Boy, that's kind of counterintuitive, you know? When you put blue and red together, I can see purple happening, but green coming out of uh, blue and, and, and yellow, that's kind of surprising, isn't it? The first person who did that must have been amazed. Anyway, I digress. So when you put together anxiety and control, you get procrastination. Because it's not just fear. Fear alone won't put the task off. And control alone won't put the task off either. So, how do you undo or undergo procrastination? Fight the fear. Mm. And how well has fear reacted to your attempts to fight it? Ooh. A lot of times it wins. <laughs> but but uh, I've seen how it works. And like being aware of that helps out. Not being aware of it doesn't help out at all. And when you say fight the fear, what do you mean? 
because that can mean a lot of different things. For instance, the fear that I'm talking about, like right now, if if I'm going to put something off, usually it's because I'm afraid of what's going to happen or what somebody's going to say. It's something that I've got to say, though, anyways, and I shouldn't care about what they say. Uh, They need to know about this, you know. Okay, let's pause there for a second. I shouldn't care about what they say. Is that true? Well, I shouldn't care about what they mean to hear. (laughs) Is it true that you shouldn't care about what someone's reaction is to what you say or what they think of you? I shouldn't make that that part of my fear stop me from saying it. Okay, now let's notice the distinction there. Those are wholly different worlds. I shouldn't care about what they think or what they'll do versus I shouldn't let my fear of what they might say get in the way of me doing it anyway. The, the initial frame, the first thing that I shouldn't care what other people think is something that millions of people, billions of people tell themselves all over the world every day. And what's tragic about it is it's completely impossible to embody that. You can't not care about what other people say. So what happens is you say to yourself, I need to say this thing, but I'm afraid of what they might say. And I really wish I wasn't so afraid of what they might say. And then implicit in that is, well, when I can get to a place where I don't care about what their reaction will be, then I'll do it. (laughs) Exactly. And that day will not come. That day will not come. Because what's implicit in that? Well, one day when they, when I, when I have this all under control and it's not a risk, there's not an unknown here, then I'll have the courage to say it. Well, that wouldn't be courage, right? Courage is, you know, it's It's not going to happen anyways. It's not going to happen. Courage is not, you know, this is the, the word fearless can be interpreted different ways, but I, I hate the word because it's so often misinterpreted. When people have this striving to be fearless. So many of our heroes, sports heroes, comic book heroes, they're fearless and they do things, they risk their lives and they're not afraid. Well, how is that courageous? If you're not afraid and you do something like, you know, making an omelet, did you experience any fear making the omelet? No, I was unafraid of breaking the eggs and I was, I had no fear of burning it. Wow. That's really impressive. And you made the omelet and it was, so what? Where do we get this idea that courage is fearlessness? Courage is being terrified and doing it anyway. That's courage, right? But we have our, the, 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 our shadows go, boy, that person did that thing and they didn't show any fear on the outside. It didn't stop them. You know, they jumped from the 100-foot cliff into the water. They dunked the basketball over three people. They, whatever they did that impresses you, that would cause fear in you, you look at them and go, looks like there was no fear there. I want to be like that. No, that's not what you're seeing. (laughs) You know, you're seeing, you know, they overcame fear either a long time ago to get whatever that skill is, or they did in that moment. But the fearlessness is not the goal. You see, that's the result. The goal is to be able to go, I'm feeling afraid. Oh boy, I'm going to do it anyway. You see? 
you, you relate to, so this is how you undo procrastination. You pay attention to your fear. And very often, fear becomes a reason to do something rather than to not do something. Now, of course, not absolutely. If you look across an eight-lane highway at 5 p.m. and you go, wow, I'm afraid to cross this highway. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. No. <laughs> it's not automatic. Fear is a reason to step back and go, okay, what's going on here? I'm experiencing fear. Is this a reason to do it or is it a reason not to do it? And in what place does that happen in? That's what I call meta. That's where you have the presence of mind to slow down and look, step outside yourself and look back and see if you're bullshitting yourself or not. But in, in, in general, procrastination will cause you, will require you, if you want to undo it, to turn toward your fear. That's how it works. Make sense? It, it does make sense. It does make sense. And then this can take a really long time, but it's, you know, I mean, to undo, but it's one thing at a time. Well, I found that overcoming that usually turns out better than I thought in the first place. And I guess yes. probably... I have to face it at looking at the best possibility instead of the worst possible. Yes. Yeah. Especially for your personality type, you have a tendency to worst case scenarioize. And speaking of in integrity relates to, to, to the code. It's great that you can worst case scenarioize. That's a skill. That's a talent to be able to imagine the worst things that will happen you know, when you've got a system, a new plan, be able to poke holes and stuff, that's great. But when that tool is duct taped to your hand and it's the only thing you've got, then it becomes a problem. So integrity means if you worst case scenarioize, well, then it's only fair to best case scenarioize too. So that's the way. Don't try to stop worst case scenarioizing. That's going to war with your mind. Instead, you know, when you're halfway into a worst case scenarioizing about something and then you, you notice, oh, I'm worst case scenarioizing. Okay. Okay, mind. Anything else that might happen? Okay, got it. Anything else that might happen? Any, anything else? Is that everything? Okay. Now, what's the best thing that could happen? What else? What else? What else? That's integrity because it's a kind of wholeness. You're representing all the sides. Again, requires meta. Mind blown. And if you're a best case scenarioizer... You're always thinking things are going to turn out great and you're routinely surprised. Then integrity means doing the worst case. And usually people are better at one or the other. Again, the, the, the space in which that happens is meta. And the, one of the best ways to exercise and develop that kind of space is meditation, as I say so often. Meditation does work. And thank you. Thank you for the testimonial. And uh, also being organized. Chronic, you can't, you don't, chronic, the reason chronic overwhelm makes people so stupid is because it destroys meta. It, it just, <laughs> that's how it works. It's just, it's just like putting on, you know, tunnel vision glasses. That, that's what it does. It's just structurally limits your awareness in a way that's in, in many ways, not someone's fault other than, you know, they got themselves into that in the, in the first place. But Oh man, if I could wave a magic wand and just get the whole world organized, you know, without any education or training, we'd live in a really different world. I mean, it would just raise everyone's IQ 20 points on average. I'm convinced of it. I've seen it. So that's the, the single easiest thing you can do to gain meta, 
easier than meditation in some ways. I can be a witness. I've, I've seen it work. Uh, I've seen it work. And, and uh, my boss, actually, he, I've seen him transform. I really have. Mm-hmm. Quite tremendous. And while we're on the subject of, of meditation, I want to connect it to something you were saying before or something we were talking about before about going to war with your mind. Uh, I may have said this before, but I, I still struggle with the the, the idea. The, the single biggest mistake people make in meditation is thinking that the goal is to have a thoughtless experience or that the goal is to clear your mind. That's not the goal. It's an occasional result. But if you make that the goal, it will seriously undermine the practice. And some people go decades trying to clear their mind. And the problem is that you can get somewhere with that as a goal. If you got nowhere with the goal, people wouldn't have it. People wouldn't use it. What um, I'm thinking it works, works towards, for me anyways, is it helps me to focus on one thing at a time. It really, really helps me with that. Sure, sure. So one component of meditation is concentration. And it's great for that. Uh, the attention span of the average human being is at a all-time low in the history of the world. This is a measurable thing, at least in recorded history since they've been measuring this. Our attention spans suck. Okay, <laughs> Now, our multitasking abilities and our abilities to juggle lots of different things, all-time high. In some cases, that's good. In many cases, it leads to chronic overwhelm. You all have times, you all have moments, hours where you're doing a lot of different things and you save the day, right? Because you're able to do that and do that and you juggle and you handle it all and that's great. But when that happens regularly, it, it's chronic overwhelm. You know, every once in a while that happens. But Meta would be stepping back and going, okay, how did that happen? Because something like that's happened every Tuesday. Okay, well, what happens on Tuesday? Rather than being like, I'm a hero, yay me. Every Tuesday, I come to the rescue. <laughs> Terrific. Would you like your Tuesdays to be more peaceful? Uh, do I still get to be a hero? Uh, how about a different kind of hero? But many, many people get caught over-identified that way, and it can be completely unconscious. A lot of that happens in the dry cleaning world, man, because there's so many things going on. I'm so impressed dry cleaning works at all, right? You've got, basically, you've got a manufacturer, a manufacturing business, a retail business, a delivery business, all three. And then you're handling like tens of thousands of pieces of people's personal items, some of which they love. And you can't lose a single one. (laughs) While you run the manufacturing business, retail business, and delivery business. With a lot of pretty unsophisticated labor, right? Which is not like a negative thing. It's just like, you know, these are, these, these are um, people not necessarily capable of abstract thought. Uh, and then, you know, the technology's gotten a lot better in the last, you know, five or 10 years. Can you imagine what it looked like 20 years ago before there were things like Spot? Oh, my God. Uh, how does it work at all? It doesn't work very good. <laughs> but but I've, step I've back and industry all my life, and my great grandfather had a dry cleaner, so ah. I, I've seen how it doesn't work and how it works pretty good and how it works really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So appreciate the miracle of it. I mean, there's a lot of industries like this. It's 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 really a miracle that it works at all. Cars. 
planes. How is it that planes are not falling out of the sky every other day? I don't understand. Cars are breaking down all over the place. And planes with like 10 times, 100 times the moving parts, they don't break down mid-flight. Like that doesn't happen very rarely. I don't understand how it works. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.